Welcome to another podcast from Faith Baptist Church of Gulfport, Mississippi. Recorded Sunday evening, July 16, 2023. Song specials for this evening's service include FBC Choir singing When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, followed by Jonathan Carr, Matthew McFadden, Benjamin McFadden with He's Still Waiting by the Well, and finally Ben Nottingham with Rest for Your Soul. Tonight's sermon is preached by Pastor Dan Carr Sr., and is titled Some Lessons from Nehemiah. He's preaching it out of the text of Nehemiah chapter 6 verses 1 to 16. We hope that tonight's message brings you closer to the will of God. Thank you for listening, and God bless.
and Jesus see we're growing weary as he journeyed on his way so he rested at a well side a comfort in the heat of day there he waited for a woman black with sin and bound for hell when she
Can't believe where the road has led There's one who knows the heavy you hold And he says Come to me All who are weary And heavy burdened All who are hurting Come to me I'll be your shelter My yoke is easy My load is light And you can find rest for your soul Rest for your soul There's a peace that can hold you And a power greater than your own When you feel so small Back to the wall that's when Jesus calls, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, all who are hurting, come to me, I'll be your shelter, my yoke is easy, and my load is light. And you can find a rest for your soul, rest for your soul. You were never meant to carry that weight alone. You were never meant to carry it on your own. Come to the cross and lay at the feet of Jesus. heavy you hold and he says come to me all who are weary and heavy burdened all who are hurting come to me I'll be your shelter my yoke is easy my load is light and you can find rest for your soul rest for your soul all right what a great song you have your bibles tonight the book of nehemiah chapter six the book of nehemiah the book of nehemiah uh, chapter number six the book of Nehemiah, chapter 6. I'm hesitate to do this to you. I have this verse uh, in my message. Uh, I don't think I will forget it. If I give it to you now, you're not going to think about nothing uh, the rest of my message uh, other than this verse because it's going to throw a kink. It's going to totally throw a kink in your theology uh, when it comes to politics, when it comes to uh, voting, because I've, I've heard, uh, you know, so long, and, and I used the verse, you know, God raises up, kings sets down, kings, you know the verse? Yeah. Kings, uh, uh, heart is in the hand of the Lord, and he turn it whichever way he will. Can I mess with you a little bit, and you can take it? That make you think, you'll go home and think about this verse. You, you'll, you'll, you'll be calling me on the phone tomorrow and say, you know, you know, I never saw that verse. 
I, I never saw that one. Where did you get that one at? It's been in the Bible for a long time. <laughs> All right? Can I do that? Then y'all be okay and you'll click back into the preaching. Go to the book of Hosea, okay? Go to Hosea chapter number 8. I want to mess with you just for a minute. Have a little fun here. Say, I want to show you that you, you should vote. And I'm going to show you why here in this verse. Because see, some people's idea, well, God's going to set kings up and he's going to take them down. And so it has nothing to do with me. We have nothing to do with this. I've heard all that for some of you, okay? But here's a verse. Here's the verse you've been looking for. Are you ready? Look at Hosea chapter 8 and look at verse number 5 or 4. I'm sorry. They have set up kings, but not by me. Do you see that? They have set up kings, but not by me. So it's not like some people get in positions that God did. So God put them there. What are you going to do with that verse? So you ain't never saw that one, did you? That's why you got to read the whole Bible and rightly divide it. They have set up kings, God said, but not by me. Boy, I, I knew I'd suck the hair out of all the, I knew that. That's why I was going to wait. Okay. There you go. You have some responsibility. Amen. They have set up kings, but not by me. That's what the Lord said. That's pretty good, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's, let's move on now. I'll let you uh, you're not, not sleep good tonight trying to figure out that verse. All right. Go to the book of Nehemiah. You got a responsibility. You want to put it all on God. It's all God. All God. You got some responsibility to vote. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They set up kings. But not by me. Okay. And uh, look at the book of uh, Nehemiah tonight, chapter number 6. If you're there tonight, Nehemiah chapter number 6. And we'll stand tonight. And uh, the Nehemiah, don't, don't plug out on my first point or two, okay? Uh, and uh, so you got to hear the whole sermon now. You can't just turn me off because uh, I don't like that point. you, you got to hear the whole thing. I think you'll be with me. Well, that's a good verse right there, isn't it? They set up kings. But not by me. Look at the book of Nehemiah chapter number 6. Nehemiah chapter number 6. And look at verse number 1. Now it came to pass when Sambalad and Tobiah and Geshem the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. That Sembalad in Geshem sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. But they thought to do me mischief. That would be an Where do you live? Oh, no. <laughs> Where did you say you live? Oh, no. Where is that at? Oh, no. <laughs> Y'all, y'all was like this this morning. Y'all need to get y'all some sleep, okay? <laughs> y'all need to be rested up Wednesday night, all right? And, uh, uh, but they, look at the last part of verse 2. But they thought to do me what? Look at verse 3. And I sent a messengers, and I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a what? I'm doing a great work, so that I cannot what? Come down. Why should the work cease? While I leave it and come down to you. Yet they sent unto me four times after this sort, 
And I answered them after the same manner. You know, they kept coming back. He kept going back and saying, I'm doing a great work, ain't got time. Doing a great work, can't come down. 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 Look at verse 5. Then uh, sent Sambalat, his servant, unto me in like manner the fifth time, with an open ladder in his hand. Wherein was written, it is reported among the heathen, uh, in uh, Geshem uh, saith it, that thou in the Jews think to rebel, for which cause thou buildest the wall, that thou mayest be their king uh, according to these words. And thou hast also in prophets, <coughs> excuse me, uh, to preach of thee at Jerusalem, saying, uh, There is a king in Judah. And now shall it be reported to the king according to these words, Come now therefore and let us uh, uh, take counsel together. And then I sent unto him, saying, There are no such things done as thou sayest, but thou fidgetest or feignest them out of thine own heart. Okay? Uh, ever since COVID, one of the worst things you don't want to do in the pulpit is cough. <laughs> you do not want to cough. If you cough, it's bad. Okay, it's bad. And I, you know, you try to hold it in, but try to talk and hold in a cough all at the same time. Okay, all right. I'm not running. For, I'm not sick. All right. And, and our Father, we love you tonight. We thank you for loving us. And and I pray and beg and plead and ask that you'd help us in these few minutes, just a few minutes tonight. Uh, Lord, help us to tune in. And God, uh, listen to thy word. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. Thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for your patience. Just really, really fast. 13 chapters in the book of Nehemiah. Tremendous book. If you desire to be a leader, in regardless whether in business or spiritual leader, one of the greatest books, this is true, one of the greatest books written on leadership is the book of Nehemiah. He's one of the greatest leaders of all time is Nehemiah. It is a book of leadership. And uh, it's many things in this book. And uh, in chapter number one, you see that uh, Nehemiah has a very good job. One of the best jobs that you very dangerous job. He was the king's cupbearer. He was uh, directly connected to the king uh, every day. And, and so he had a very, very good job, but dangerous job. And uh, you drank it first, uh, Nehemiah. All right, you didn't drop dead. Give me some of that. Y'all are tough. Y'all are tough. Okay. And, uh, but in chapter 1, there's a group of that come to Nehemiah, and he asks us about Jerusalem. He asks how things are going, and they say the walls are broken down. The gates are burnt with fire. And if you read chapter 1, Nehemiah said, and he began to weep. He began to weep, and he began to pray to God. And the last verse of chapter 1, I believe it's verse 11, and it ends with this, and I was the king's cupbearer. And then you go to chapter 2 of the book of Nehemiah. And, and as uh, he goes to work that morning, the king notices. The king notices Nehemiah is not himself. The king actually asks Nehemiah, paraphrase, are you okay? Your countenance is not the same. This is nothing but sadness of heart. 
And then Nehemiah says, basically, uh, why shouldn't I be? My, uh, my, my city, my, uh, my home is, is, uh, has been destroyed. It's been basically wiped out. And then the Bible says that Nehemiah in his heart made his prayer unto God. And then the king said, well, what, what can I do to help? What, what can I do for you? And Nehemiah said, let me go back, go back home. Let me rebuild the walls of my city, of my home. And the king gave him his request. The king uh, uh, granted him uh, his request. As a matter of fact, gave him a, a ladder that he could, uh, from the king's forest, to, to get some lumber to help do the job. And uh, so you, you see that in, in, in chapter number two. Chapter number three, you, s you begin to see the, uh, the, the, the responsibilities of, uh, of different ones that repaired different sections of the wall. Chapter number four, you begin to see the enemy begins to be stirred up in chapter five. And then into our chapter tonight in chapter six, the enemy is really getting irritated with Nehemiah. Why? Because if you look at chapter six and verse one, it says, Now it came to pass when Samballad and Tobiah and, and Geshem and uh, the, the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall, that there was no breach left therein. Though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gate. So uh, and when you get to chapter 6, he, he's just about finished. All he had to do was really kind of, you know, like hang the doors. I mean, there was no breach left. The, the wall was completely done, but he had to still set up the, the gates. And so... The enemy says to Nehemiah, they said, we want to meet with you. We want to have a meeting. And uh, listen to what Nehemiah says in verse number 3. And I sent messengers unto them saying, I am doing a what? I am doing a great work so that I what? Nehemiah said, I ain't got time. He said, I ain't got time for this meeting. I'm doing a great work. I'm about finished and I cannot meet with you. And so they kept on and kept on trying to get Nehemiah uh, to meet with them. And so from these words tonight, I want to just preach a simple thought tonight. I am doing a great work, he says, so that I cannot come down. I just want to give you some simple thoughts tonight from the book of Nehemiah. Number one, Nehemiah knew what his purpose was. Now, you need to listen carefully. Nehemiah knew why he had come back to Jerusalem. Nehemiah knew his purpose. He knew why he was there. Why was Nehemiah there? He was there. Watch this. He was there. His purpose of coming back to Jerusalem, his purpose was to build the wall. Amen. Yeah. That was his purpose. He said, I am doing a great work. I, I, I'm building these walls. This is why uh, he, he came. Let me ask you a question tonight. Do you know what your purpose is? If I were to ask you to articulate in just a, 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 a sentence or two, just really fast, if I could get you to articulate what is your purpose tonight? What is your purpose? Nehemiah knew what his purpose was, and, uh, and I probably would get all kind of answers, but can I condense that tonight? And can I just kind of help you just simplify uh, what is your purpose tonight? Your purpose and my purpose is simply to do the will of God. Now that's that is simplifying it, and, and that that is may and whatever that will may be, your, your God's will for your life may be in the military, and thank God for you. 
God's will for my life is to be the, uh, the pastor of this church. I would be wrong if I were in the military tonight if God, God wanted me to be the pastor of this church. You would be wrong if you was trying to pastor a church if God wanted you to be, be in the military. And God's got different wills for different people's life. Everybody's not called to do the same thing. Uh, everybody wasn't called to go back to uh, uh, Jerusalem and re rebuild the wall. But Nehemiah was. And, and Nehemiah's purpose was to, re to build, rebuild those walls. He knew what his purpose was. And, you know, it's vital, important in life that you and I know what our purpose is. And uh, our purpose, to, to, again, to keep it simple, it is to do the will of the Father. Did you know when Jesus came to planet earth, did you know Jesus knew what his purpose was? Jesus wasn't wondering. He, he wasn't guessing. And, and what, was his, his, what was his purpose? Again, to simplify it, his purpose was to do the will of the Father. Uh, in Hebrews chapter 10, it, it says something like this. Uh, it's written in the volume of the book. Uh, it is written, I, I've come to do thy will, O God. Jesus came to do the will of the Father. What was the will of the Father? In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed, Not my will, but thou will be done. What was God's will for his son? God's will for his son was to go to Calvary's cross and pay for the sin of the world. Now stay with me. Jesus wasn't, his purpose in life was not really uh, to, to come and fight the Roman government. His purpose in life really wasn't to try to, uh, to put the Pharisees uh, in their place. And he put the Pharisees in their place many times. But the purpose of Jesus Christ, he came to do the will of the Father. And the will of the Father was for him to go to Calvary. So tonight, do you know what your purpose is? May I say number two? It is to do God's will, and you need to know what God's will is for your life. May I say number two, what is the purpose of this church? If I were to ask you tonight, uh, what is the purpose of Faith Baptist Church? Why do we exist? Uh, what, 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 is, what is our purpose? Uh, I'm just going to give it to you three things. The purpose of this local church. Number one, to evangelize the lost. The purpose of the church is to evangelize the law. Now, the, the, a lot of churches should be, should be more like uh, marriage seminars, and you need that element at times. We need to teach on marriage. Uh, uh, churches, churches, you know, dealing with child rearing. We need to teach that. It's in the Bible. Marriage is in the Bible, and, and, and we need to teach that. But the main purpose of the local church, number one, is to get the gospel to the lost sinner. And a lot of churches have left their purpose. People become a member of the church. They don't even know what to look for in the church. They don't know what the purpose of the church even is. They don't know why it exists. The purpose of the church, Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The purpose of the church is to evangelize the lost. It's to tell the lost sinner the good news of Jesus Christ. Number two, the purpose of the church is to baptize the convert. Once a person becomes a believer, they get saved, they accept Christ upon your profession of faith and by the authority of this local New Testament church, I baptize thee, my brother, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, buried in the light of his death, raised to walk in newness of life. The purpose of the church is to evangelize the lost and then to baptize the convert. Once a person gets saved, they ought to follow the Lord in baptism, not to be saved, but because they are saved. 
And then he says, teach them of observe all things whatsoever I man to you. Out there, a person that is lost becomes saved, they get baptized, and then they need to be discipled. They need to be discipled because when I got saved, I didn't know, I didn't hardly know the difference from Genesis and Revelation. I didn't know a book of Hosea was even in the Bible that long. Hosea chapter 8 and verse number 4. I didn't even know those books were in the Bible. I didn't know anything about those books and, and what they were about. So when a person is lost, they get saved. They need to be discipled. They need to be taught the things of God from the Word of God. Are you still with me tonight? Nehemiah, what this? Nehemiah never lost his purpose. He never lost his purpose. His purpose was to rebuild the walls. Now, number two, watch this. Number two, Nehemiah never got sidetracked. Uh, look at Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter number 4. You just got to stay with me now. Uh, Nehemiah chapter number 4. And, and look at verse 10. And Judah said, uh, the strength of the bearers uh, of burdens is decayed. And there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. They, some people will begin to say on the inside, we can't do this. We can't accomplish this. But Nehemiah never got distracted from the enemy without and from the enemy within. He never got distracted. He never got sidetracked. Are you with me tonight? We must be careful never to get sidetracked. We can't allow for your walk with God to get sidetracked. You can't allow for the purpose of God's will for your life to get, to get sidetracked. Uh, Nehemiah uh, didn't come uh, to Jerusalem to set up a business and, and to make a lot of money. Uh, that wasn't his purpose. That's not why he came. His Let me, let me, I'm going to read you from Isaiah 50 and then I'll, I'll back it up with uh, Hebrews. But in Isaiah 50, listen to verse 6. It says, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. That's just talking about Christ. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore shall I not be confounded. Therefore have I set my face, my face like a flint. And I know that I shall not be ashamed. Jesus set his face like a flint. Jesus knew what his purpose was. He came, watch it now. He came, he was born of a virgin, lived this in this life. He came to do the will of the Father. And my friend, he set his face like a flint to Calvary. He wasn't here to make money. He wasn't here to be popular. Matter of fact, the Bible said about Jesus that he made himself of no reputation. He knew what his purpose was. He never got sidetracked. In the book of Hebrews, I, I apologize, I thought I, I, could, I was there, but in Hebrews chapter 12 and, and verse 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, the joy, what was set before him? Calvary's cross. And my friend, hey, uh, he never got sidetracked. We never need to get sidetracked from our message. Some people say, ah, it's the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel, the gospel. My friend, that's the message. 
We never can get sidetracked from our mission that is telling people about the gospel. You still with me so far? So number one, watch it now. Nehemiah knew what his purpose was. Number two, Nehemiah, he did not get sidetracked. But number three, Nehemiah had to face lots of opposition. Now go back to Nehemiah. I want you to see this, if you don't mind, really fast. Uh, go back to uh, Nehemiah uh, chapter number 4. Nehemiah knew what his purpose was. He never lost focus. He was there to rebuild the walls. And you and I uh, got to be careful. The devil try to get us sidetracked. He'll get you chasing all kind of rabbits in life, get you tied up in all kind of things. And, uh, but, but I want you to see this about Nehemiah that's really needed. In the book of Nehemiah, uh, look at chapter number 4, the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. And I'm in Kings, I'm all over the place here. And uh, Nehemiah chapter number 4, and, and look at this, look at verse 16. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wroth in the work, and the other half of them held both spears, the shields, and the bows, and the hammerjins, and the rulers were behind uh, all the house of Judah. They which built it on the wall, and they that bear burdens uh, with those that laden, everyone with uh, one of his hands wroth in the work, and with the other hand, what does it say? I, re I got written in my Bible the CBs. The CBs. They're right here on the base. They're not far from us. And, and the CBs, the motto is they build. was to build the wall. But they had to be prepared to fight. They weren't really there to fight. They were there to build the wall. You see what I'm saying? Uh, Nehemiah got to be ready to fight. You know, we have lots of enemies out there. Uh, Satan, you know, be vigilant, be sober, your adversary, the devil. Uh, the world, uh, Jesus said, the world hated you. They're going to they're gonna uh, hate me. They're going to hate you. Uh, uh, the flesh, there's a lots of enemies out there. There's a lot of rubbish. Yeah. I want you to see this, if you would, quickly. Go to 1 Corinthians 16. You say, preacher, are you okay? Do you know where you're headed with this message? I hope so. I hope it comes together before I'm done, all right? And, uh, and, and it, has, it really didn't, I, I know it seems I planned it because of the po political stuff. It, it, not at all, but it's amazing how it does fit, okay? And, I, and I'll try to make some application there. But look in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and look at verse 9. For a great door ineffectual is open unto me, and there are what? Many adversaries. When I was a young preacher, I go to pastor school, and this is what I was taught. Preachers stay out of politics. Churches stay out of politics. Don't get involved in that. Leave that alone. Build a church. 
build a church. Stay out of that stuff. And, and for a long time, and, and I, I say this with shame. I don't say this with pride. I say it with shame. I have went into the, the, the voting booth and, and voted and really didn't know who I was voting for. That's, that's a shame. Yeah. Because I knew, I, you know, I wanted to build a church. I wanted to see God uh, get people saved and people get baptized, people get uh, discipled. And, 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 and Nehemiah knew what his purpose was. He, he never got sidetracked. But if you read it carefully, uh, Nehemiah was there to build the wall. But he had a sword. If he had to fight, he was ready. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's where sometimes the church kind of missed it. We need to understand our purpose, but if we're called upon to fight, I don't mean literally to take up arms, okay? But we need to be, we need to be ready to stand against the Hollywood crowd. We, we need to be willing to, to stand and, and, and to cast our vote and, and stand against the abortion and the transgender and all of that that is out there. We, we cannot go silent. And, and by the way, when you cast your vote, you're in the fight. That, that is one element. That is one way uh, that we can fight. We want to be building, but hey, if we're called upon, we want to, we want to be ready to fight. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't ask for it, but right down the road here, a little over a mile from our church, there was opening up a strip club. Yeah. Now, I've never been in a strip club in, in my life. I, 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 I'm a 60-year-old man, so I, I can kind of figure what goes on. And, uh, uh, but I've never been in one, and, and God's willing, I don't want to never go into one. Amen. But I knew when I heard they was opening that up, just a, a, a little, just a tad over a mile, that I didn't want it right here under our nose. And our children and things, you're leaving church and going home and all of that right there. No telling what you might would see. I just thought, you know, this, this is too close for comfort. And so our church, and we went down, I went and met the pastor down the road at uh, Calvary Baptist, uh, uh, just right under the interstate, and met with him, and, and uh, Dan Jr. was a lot behind this, and, and some others, and, and man, we began to call the courthouse. We began to protest, and we stood against it, and, and we measured it. We, we literally got a, a, a roller measure, and if it was about, I forget what it was, it was just like maybe 75 feet, if it had been 75 feet closer to us then there was no way they could have opened because you can only be so close and sell alcohol to a church if the church existed first that makes sense to you so quote kind of legally in that perspective they kind of could do that we didn't we didn't come to fight all of that we come to build a church and reach the sinners but i do think sometimes the church is caught upon that we need to engage in the in the we don't need to stick our head in the, in, in the sand. I think it's good to have Christians who love God, who are in the politics, and who do stand for God. You said they're all crooked, and they're all heathen. Well, if that's all we vote in. But if you have a man like Chris McDaniel, who's had a wonderful testimony, I've heard it many times, a wonderful testimony of salvation, and I really believe he goes to a good church, and I believe he's the real deal, you know, and we, we don't even get involved. We don't even vote, and we say, well, God's going to set him up, and God's going to take him down. Hey, you have set up kings, but not by me. Hello, you see the verse now? So you're hiding behind those other verses, but you've got to look at that one. Yeah. 
And, and you know, we, we just, we just, we, I know what the purpose of the church is. I, I know what God has called me to do. I, I know my purpose and, and God's will for my life. I don't have any doubt about that. I, I want to see God build uh, his kingdom and people get saved. And uh, I, I want to have a trial and I want to build, but I need to be ready to fight if called upon. I need to be in the know. I need to be in the know and know what's going on. And, and, and if I need be, Nehemiah was there to build the wall. But them old boys had their sword ready. If need be, they're ready to draw the sword. But they knew what their purpose was. Their purpose was to build the wall, but they're ready to fight. I'm not talking about going home, loading your gun up, going to start shooting people. That, that's wrong. Okay, I, I don't, I'm not saying that, but boy, there's other ways we can engage. There was a, a board meeting right here, and, and Miss Lisa told, told me about it, and I, I, she told Brother Mine, and somehow there was some miscommunication, I, and, uh, but it was about the, the, the transgender and, you know, boys uh, going to the girls right here. And I didn't make that meeting. Some others did, a lot of people did, they got voted down. Praise God. Praise God. You know, we just, uh, I know what our purpose is. I, I know why we're here, but there are times we can engage. I'm just telling you. Dan Jr. came under a lot of attack. Even some preacher friends of mine. And they love me. But they said, I don't understand. Others called to preach. Well, you might could do both. How many preachers have you known worked second jobs and did other things? And, 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 I'm not, brother, your, your dad, brother uh, uh, Craig, uh, did furniture on the side. Right? Sure he did. And other people have done other things. I know, I, we got to know what our purpose is. Can I get a witness? And, uh, but the saddest thing I heard through all of that was this. We're not worried about the church. We're not worried about the Christian because they don't vote. God raises up kings and he sets them down. Kings' hearts in the hand of the Lord. He turns it whichever he will. God's got all of that. We don't have nothing to do with it. You've set up kings, but not by me. Oh, yeah, it is preaching. And some of them are trying to figure out what to do with it when they get home tonight. You've set up kings, but not by me. You and I have a responsibility. Nehemiah knew what his purpose was, but they had a sword beside them, and they was ready to pull it if they needed to. I love this. Nehemiah stayed connected to the Lord. Go back to the book of Nehemiah. Quickly, i got to close. Go back to Nehemiah chapter 1. Are y'all still with me tonight? Uh, number 1, Nehemiah knew what his purpose was. Number 2, Nehemiah did not get sidetracked. Number 3, Nehemiah had to face lots of opposition. If you read the, the book of Nehemiah, they came at him from every corner. And, 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 and man, the fight is on, spiritually speaking. And, 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 the, and the country is going down the tube. You can't preach like I'm preaching tonight and you fend half the crowd. You do not realize the people that get upset man, and the people that I'll never go back to that church for a little light sermon like this. And they just think you're going a certain direction. They're offended today. And then I got church members just sit there. Want him to give me no backing. Not even that amen. Just sitting there. Leave me all by myself. I'll stand by myself. I have to. But it'd be good every now and then somebody know I'm not the only one believing what I'm saying tonight. 
Nehemiah said connected with the Lord. You can just go through the book and look at Nehemiah chapter 2 and look at verse number 4. Then the king said unto me, watch it now, for what doest thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. Look in chapter 4 and verse number 4. Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. You want to see a tough prayer like one of David's prayers. You were talking about that, Brother Jerry, the other day. Look at what Nehemiah prayed. Verse 5, And cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out. Buddy, that's pretty tough. It ain't just David that prayed that prayer. There's Nehemiah praying that prayer. Nehemiah stayed connected. Look at chapter 6 and verse number 9. Chapter number 6 and verse number 9. For they uh, all made us afraid, saying, Their hands shall be weakened uh, from the work uh, that is uh, to be not done. Uh, now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. Strengthen my hands. Nehemiah stayed connected. He stayed, he stayed connected to the Lord. For New Testament today, you and I need to stay in fellowship with Jesus Christ. Because without Him, we can do nothing. Oh, you won't be popular and they may not call me down to uh, uh, the city square and give me a plaque. But that's not what it's all about. It's about truth. Standing for what is right. And then lastly, Nehemiah, I love this. Oh, this is so good. Nehemiah accomplished his task. Look in chapter 6 again and look at verse number uh, 15. So the wall was what? Of our faith. Nehemiah knew what his purpose was. He didn't come to fight. That's not what his purpose. He came to build a wall. He never got sidetracked. He was there to build the wall, but he had a sword, and the other boys had a sword on their side. They were ready to fight. That wasn't their purpose, but they were ready. They were ready. But I love that. So the wall was finished. Watch it now. In 52 days, 52 days, they got it completed. There's the joy of completing the task. Some of you, uh, you're going to be graduating. I think one of your that was here last week, the young lady graduated. And you're going to be excited when you graduate. Can I get a witness? Yeah, y'all going to be excited. There's the joy of finishing the task. You remember when you graduated from high school? Three of us remember. Okay. I don't know how you felt that night or that evening or whenever it was. I was one excited fella. He said, why did they throw their hats up? Man, because you, you're done. Yes. At least for that part. Amen. It's the joy. The joy of completing the task. There's, a, there's the, uh, the accomplishment that comes with finishing the task. Uh, there's your for, for meal, for, 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 fulfillment that comes with finishing the task. Right. Nehemiah was no quitter. He finished what God had called him to do. Can I ask you tonight, are you a quitter? It doesn't take much in the New Testament church for us to quit. Just a little bit, we get offended. A little bit, we drop out. Just a little bit, we call it quits and we stop. Don't be a quitter. Be a finisher.
finisher. Amen. Nehemiah was a finisher. He, he completed the wall in 52 days. He had all kind of opposition. They lied on him and said, yeah, you're building the walls because you're going to set yourself up as king and we're going to go tell the king that you're trying to be the king and you're trying to undermine the king. And Nehemiah said, you made that up in your own heart. And he kept on working. He kept on working, kept on laying brick, kept on laying brick, kept on laying brick. Had his sword, had a trumpet guy by him to sound the alarm, looking out for the enemy, laid the wall, laid the brick, boys, laid the brick. From the sun came up to the sun went down. The Bible says they didn't take their clothes off other than that to wash them. Are you with me tonight? He finished the task. Do you know your purpose tonight? Have you got sidetracked from your purpose? Has the opposition got next to you? Are you connected with the Lord and in fellowship in Christ? Are you willing to finish the tasks? I want to finish. Amen. I want to finish. But by the way, Paul said that he wanted to finish his course with joy. I don't want to just be here one day and say, I've been here for 55 years. I'm coming up on 39, but I've been here for 55 years. Well, that's good. But I want to do it with joy. Yeah. With joy. Just a few little lessons, a few little thoughts from the book of Nehemiah. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Thank you for listening to tonight's service. We hope you join us the next time. We hold services every Sunday morning at 11 a.m., every Sunday evening at 6 p.m., and every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We also hold Sunday school at 9.45 a.m. May the peace of God be with you until next time. God bless. Amen and amen.